it's been a while, everybody. Welcome back to the um, YHT POV. Um, we have some important guests with us today. We have uh, Rabbi Minchel, our head of school, and Ellie Shilowitz, our president. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure to Pleasure. be here. Pleasure to be here. What a year, huh? What a year, everybody. <laughs> Any thoughts about that? What a year. We are now looking forward to the upcoming school year off of um, this past school year. And we thought it would be um, nice to come together, talk about some of our plans, talk about some of our thoughts. Most importantly, we want our children to return to school as children in a school, and they should feel like they're returning to school. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Rabbi Minchel. Thank you. Thanks, Ms. Klotenik. Uh, Ellie, pleasure to be with you as well. It, it has been quite a year, and I think we can look back and, and be proud of where we are as a school. We've grown a lot. We are probably stronger as a result of last year's experience, and we're looking forward to next year in so many ways. Mirza Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should be kind and will be allowed to open school, but our plan Amir is... Sashem. Right, Amir Hashem, I keep saying it. It's clearly all in the, in the hands of Hashem. Um, but we have to do ours, and we are doing ours. We have been working for these last months, putting in place all of the guidelines that we've been shared, and we are, um, we will be ready. You know, we talk often about the Yeshiva HaTorah experience, and I believe that in spite of the fact that there will be guidelines and there will be some things that are different, the feeling, the the, the neshama, the heart and soul of Yeshiva HaTorah will, will remain. What, what we, we have all grown accustomed to, the feeling of children wanting to come to school, feeling a sense of belonging, feeling connected. These are the things that hopefully in Mirza Hashem will not only continue, but we are putting extra efforts into making sure that those connections are, are, are deep. Rabbi, it was very uh, powerful when we sat together as a leadership team and we listed the things that make Yeshiva HaTorah, Yeshiva HaTorah, and we, we asked ourselves, how are we going to preserve these very things, team building, cooperative learning, a sense of feeling safe? How are we going to preserve this in this climate? And that is, really has been our focus this summer. Very powerful right. conversation. And most, and most importantly, children feeling that this is their home. Mm -hmm. that they have a sense of belonging and they, that they matter and that we're, what we're doing, everything that we are doing is for them. When we talk about child-centered, it means that all of our decisions are to make sure that our children are safe and healthy, but also thriving socially and emotionally, that they're thriving academically, that they're growing spiritually and religiously. We also no, uh, I'll, I'll also just say, as I'm putting on my parent hat for a second, I think parents are as parents, we're really looking forward to both our kids being in school and our kids not being in our houses. So that's, you know, <laughs> so obviously, other obvious, other. obviously uh, safely, and that's what this is all about. But that's, uh, that's yeah, that's, I yeah, think. That is, a, that is certainly the, an overarching goal, that children and all, all of the ex experts I've spoken with, um, everyone, pediatricians, physicians, psychologists, They've all said, children need to be in school. That's, they miss school. Yeah, they, they need they it. They miss it it's so a, much. It's, it's not just a good thing, but it's actually a necessary thing for children to grow up in a healthy and normal way. 
Rabbi, you saw their faces when uh, we did that goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, we were crying, <laughs> but I think they were also crying because, you know, I think they missed coming to school. They missed the community they were part of. So we are committed to recreating that, bringing that back for them. Yes. And um, on that, we're, you know, we, we always pride ourselves. Not, it, it maybe sounds a little, uh, um, I don't know. I'm sure Ellie will come up with a good word. It sounds interesting that we, we call ourselves the Yeshiva HaTorah family. And the fact is, a family stays together through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. And, and we have stayed together. And moving forward, more than, ev- more than ever before, we have to realize how important it is that we realize the sense of responsibility that we have for one another. Mm-hmm. That applies in school and it, it applies outside of school. You know, our faculty, and I have to commend our faculty and applaud our faculty for their efforts to this point and the training they're doing over the summer in preparation for the new year. And of course, our families, our parents, incredible dedication that they have to sending their kids to yeshiva. And it's not easy. It's, it's difficult. There's sacrifice involved. And yet, that's who, we, that's who we are. And of course, our precious students, we have to... We have to emphasize to, to everyone at all times that we make a difference. What we do in school and what we do outside of school has a very significant impact on how we navigate the future, on how long we can stay in school. Our goal is not just to, to open school and to be there in September. That is, of course, our goal. But our goal is to stay in school, to have as much as possible a, a year that it's not that is not disrupted. So will there we, be illness? There will be illness. There's no question. There will be illness. However, if we navigate things properly, we can minimize the impact and continue with business, sort of as usual in school. I also just want to emphasize that um, while it's going to be a tremendous challenge this year for um, for everyone involved, from both the school end and from the parent end, and it's just, there's going to be a lot of complications, that it's, it's also a really good time, no matter what you think of your local school district or where you live, that uh, this is a really good time to be in private school, both in terms of what went on last school year and what's, if you read what's about to happen in public schools this year, and that's no knock on public school at all. They have tremendous resources and capacity to do amazing things, but it, this is, uh, I think, one time, no matter what you feel about your local school, that it's, it's a really good time to be in private school. And I, I have to say, though, on both of those points, I am proud of the way that our community came together in the past few months, the way that we really came together as a, just holistically. It wasn't just classes on Zoom. We had a whole community. We had evenings. We had, there was a lot of love and there was a lot of meetings and there was a lot of games and there was a lot of um, services for the whole school community. And I, I'm proud that, that parents stepped up and that, um, that the school also, we came together. Um, I'm glad you mentioned taking responsibility, Rabbi. Our, you know, our theme of the year is achrayut, uh, um, feeling a sense of responsibility to acher, to another, and to ourselves. Um, obviously, we're going to roll that out um, in September with our responsibility in the current climate in terms of um, wearing masks and staying safe um, in our communities and at school. You want to talk about some of the specific things that we're going to be doing at school to facilitate that? the health of everybody? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we'll be training our faculty and getting everyone on the same page 
because what we're trying to do is capture the joy of coming to Yeshiva HaTorah at the same time that we maintain the highest standards, following the guidelines and following all the health recommendations. We are, of course, in consultation, as we have been throughout Dr. Sharon Nachman. I think we're spoiled with her, Rabbi. Yeah, we spend a lot of time with her, and we're so thankful for her gracious and generous uh, sharing of her time and expertise. Uh, she is, of course, the Director of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at Stony Brook Children's Hospital uh, and a leading expert in this field uh, and very much on the cutting edge of everything that is, that is happening even before we know it. Um, but she has emphasized the importance of the joy at the same time that we do things intelligently, that we, that we put in the time to plan properly, train our faculty, and communicate with our parents, which we are doing. Um, certainly, students will see some differences when they come to the school. Mm -hmm. The classrooms won't look exactly the same. We're going to be following the, the guidance that the goal is to try to minimize the spread and maximize the capacity to trace mm -hmm. when there is illness, to trace that back to specific groups of students. Mm -hmm. For that reason, we're creating what we call chaburot, these cohorts of students, smaller groups of students in each class. And when your chabura is the group that you will be with throughout the day, um, the mixing of chaburot, the mixing of groups of students is, is, is risky in that you then can't really trace if someone gets ill, who to whom to exclude and whom to, uh, to monitor. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the chaburot concept gives us the opportunity to isolate students if necessary, but only those students. It doesn't impact the whole class. It doesn't impact the, the school. entire school. Right. And, uh, and school can continue. Mm -hmm. That is our goal, that there, there may be you know, some dips, unfortunately, throughout the year. And we have to be ready for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll be navigating them with good, sound medical advice, as well as good procedures and protocols within the school. Mm -hmm. um, a, school a classroom, a typical classroom, and, and we're so fortunate uh, this was not the intention, of course, with, uh, when we built our building about 14 years ago. But fortunately, we built classrooms that are very large. And of course, that, they were built large because that facilitates the kind of learning that goes on at Yeshiva Torah. But, but in this environment, it facilitates actually the opportunity in most cases to, to put a physical barrier, a see-through physical barrier made, made out of polycarbonate, which is an, a non-flammable substance that, that provides a barrier, but yet you can see through, mm -hmm. to create a sense of openness. It's one class. However, there will be two subgroups, these two chaburot, occupying the same class, and the teacher, and in the younger grades, the assistant, will be flowing between these two, these two pods of, of students. Um, students should feel that outside of that unusual looking um, structure in the classroom, that things are pretty much typical and normal. There will be room in the classroom for social distancing and for kids not to have to be on top of each other. However, we, we're, we also recognize we're not looking to create a, an oppressive kind of um, very limiting experience for our students where they can't feel comfortable being children and moving around and experiencing fully. And we're going to be creative with the schedule of integrating physical activity is critical. We're not moving away from that. We're just being more creative about how we're doing that. Right. We were actually fortunate. Um, originally, we thought we'd have to take our gym 
and make it into classrooms. But we are using our large spaces such as the lunchroom, the Beit Midrash, the, the art room, the, the library. We're re repurposing those rooms. However, we maintain the gym. The gym will be an important place for children to still be able to get physical, physical activity, to have a large area. We'll, of course, be using out, outdoors as much as possible and giving the children the opportunity to get their, their needed recess breaks, but also in the context of a safe cohort. Any other specific changes we're going to do? Well, the, the, the implications for this kind of grouping has, has impact on what we normally do. We're normally very flexible in the way we group students because we're looking to meet individual needs while also typically creating heterogeneous classes. In this environment, it probably will be more likely that we'll be moving more towards homogeneous grouping um, based on skill level ability and, and, uh, and, and uh, achievement mm -hmm. for the purpose of not having to move students around. We don't want to limit students and not be able to challenge them. We want to mm -hmm. make sure that each child is properly engaged in, in, in meaningful learning. Mm -hmm. um, and we are still committed to that and our teachers, Baruch Hashem, are well well-trained to do that but the the actual groupings may be somewhat different right. i find that we're just we have to be creative the most important thing is health and safety and we have to be creative with the other important values that we hold but well, it's also worth noting here that when we're talking about cohorting and traceability that um it also means that all of as parents and as staff and faculty all of our our fates are tied together in a way that mm -hmm. far beyond what is normally the case and whereas you would hope people wouldn't do this, but maybe somebody thinks one day my kid's running a slight fever and I'll just give him some Tylenol and send them off because I got a busy day. And, and you're not supposed to do that. And we don't want people to do that. It never ends well anyway. But whereas that might not have the gravest implications in a normal year in this, in a year like, like we're having now and what, what's coming, I mean, that could result in dozens of kids having to quarantine each of our actions is going to be tied to so many others. And that goes beyond just simple, sickness it goes to to the way we act when we're not in school what what right. we're doing whether we're following proper distancing protocols a play date um a play date on a sunday could result in many of that right. person's friends having to keep their kids out of school for some number amount of time while they wait for symptoms to clear or test all the siblings to, cohorts yeah or tests to come back negative right. and then it branches out from there so we all have to keep in mind at all times that we are we are tied together and this depends on all of us doing the right thing and what we have to do. And I think the Achrayut theme really spans for our whole family, our whole school family this year, 100%. We're, uh, we're on this ship together, if you will. We can't, we can't make holes in our individual rooms. Ellie, we, we've been talking a lot about, you know, the fact that things keep changing. It's a dynamic situation. And you had come up with a, a wonderful way to communicate with our, with our parent body. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I, I, um, uh, you're giving me a little more credit than I deserve here, but I just, as I think we've all noticed, is that every single day, what we think we're going to have to do in terms of medically, I mean, and, and, and for planning for school changes, that having a, a published document is, is a challenge. So we've, we've decided instead, and I think it's going to go out with this podcast, that we're going to do this via a, a living, breathing, updated website with you know, our latest thinking. And it's going to change. It's I mean, even just before we got on with this, right, we were talking about masks and where masks are going to apply and, you know, whether kids are going to right. wear masks all the time or part of the time and what everyone thinks about that and the guy and the medical, and by that, I mean, what different doctors think about that and, and what the right. what the medical guidance even means. So um, 
everything we say could end up being changed either by reg being regulated by a, a government body or just because the medical advice changes or the 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 the, the nature or the degree of the disease changes so and and we want to keep everybody updated and keep in mind that we're using the best information that we have at every moment. And yeah, I mean, it's also, we have to, you know, like the scientific method itself, we have to have a, a process for, for how we deal with that information. If we took, there's a, if we took every medical opinion into account, all of them probably qualified, we would, we would not only not have school, none of us would ever leave our houses. So we have to choose the the medical consultants who we feel can do the best job and 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 use that to 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 t gather the information and process information and choose our best course based on the facts in front of us and then change course if that turns out to be wrong or or we've decided that that we've made it you know that there's something better out there we should be doing something different or that the facts on the ground uh, dictate it so um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I certainly appreciate all the input people are giving and we've definitely taken it all into account and there'll be a lot more but we we also um, we have to stick to a to a process in, in determining right. how we're how we're going to proceed with all that. I do want to jump just jump in, and we do we also recognize that there are students who who may have medical conditions would preclude them from attending school. We True. may have families that are uncomfortable sending their children to school, and we may have situations during the course of the school year that students have to be excluded from school. I just want to point out that we are preparing ourselves with the technology to be able to be inclusive, to be able to have students still feel that they're part of a learning experience mm -hmm. in real time during the class and um, to the degree that they're able to, uh, hoping, hoping that they're well enough, that they can fully take advantage of what we are offering in school on an ongoing basis. And so we want to um, assure families that uh, we're here for, for all of our students, just like we're here for all of our students in terms of their learning needs and in terms of their social emotional needs, in this environment, we're here for all of our students, recognizing that, um, that there may be some who will be learning from home, not because they want to, but because they have to, or because that's what's best for them. Um, but we will have the opportunity for those students, should they wish to come back or be able to come back, of course, to reintegrate uh, seamlessly back into school. And we've adapted um, just the curriculum in a way that it is technology, heavy, whether we're in school or not. We're gonna now take what we learned, the positives that we actually learned from our distance learning, and we're integrating a lot of new technology into the classroom as it is, so that uh, in the eventuality that a student needs to be home, it will be a seamless sort of transition for them. Do you think we'll be able to cover the entire curriculum as we normally would in light of the inherent limitations and distance learning and all the other things we're gonna be doing this year? Absolutely. And I don't like to call it a limitation. I like to call it a new, a new modality that has uh, opened up new opportunities for us. I think that there are, um, even though there were limitations and learning is best in person for young children, um, there were things that teachers were able to do and we were able to access um, for our students that we weren't able to access in the past now that we're using much more technology. And we do expect to spend uh, some time assessing our students and making sure that we know what their needs are, how we can best prepare them and move them forward in terms of the curriculum and if it means uh, reviewing and repeating things that might have been taught previously uh, we're prepared to do that the teachers are prepared to do that which is why we're spending more time with our faculty this year in preparation for the school year because there's really a lot for the teachers whether it's to become more familiar with the physical um, surroundings 
becoming more familiar with how they can be helpful to students in training students in some of the uh, hygiene issues of hand washing and and proper proper contact mm -hmm. proper, proper contact uh, proper movement around the building all of those things have to be reviewed first with faculty so that they can then turn key it to the students and as well to prepare the students sorry to prepare the faculty further mm -hmm. uh, in terms of comfort with with uh, with technology and being prepared to teach students both in school and out of school or simultaneously in school with some school students being out of school mm -hmm. and so there's a lot a lot to do uh, we're excited for the new year we're excited for the opportunity to show that Yeshiva Hartura continues to think through deeply and carefully what it does on, to benefit our students and our families, um, that our decisions are not, are not uh, made on a whim, that they're, that they're carefully thought through with expert consultation, with a lot of give and take, a lot of transparency to our parents. We hope to involve our parents and faculty and make sure that they are comfortable and familiar with everything that we are rolling out. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, a lot of creativity and imagination have gone into the year so far and um, a lot of planning. Any other final thoughts? Can't wait to greet the students. Can't wait I know, to me too. Smiling faces. <laughs> um, it's going to be so exciting to, to see everyone and, uh, and we will make sure to, um, to make school the joyous place that it always has been. And uh, again, we, we ask for Rachamei Shemayim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should first and foremost grant a Rafur Shlema to all those that still need Rafur Shlema. And that moving forward, he gives us a Tachonin Ladamdat, he gives us the wisdom and the insight to be, to be able to navigate this, these cha challenging and changing times in a way that preserves the integrity of our academic and educational system as well as the health and welfare of our children. And on a more practical note, I would encourage parents to get their, their information and news about what we're planning for the school year from the website, which as I said, will be updated regularly from here on out, including after school starts and not from WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups. It'll save us all a lot of trouble if you do that. <laughs> Very important. We will continue to keep you updated and communicate with you in different ways, including the website, notices, and perhaps another podcast. All right, wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, all the very best.